0: I'm Jordan Steingard, Program Manager at Columbia University's Temple Hoyne Buell Center for the Study of American Architecture. This podcast mini-series reflects on a Buell Center publication called The A&E System, Public Works and Private Interest in Architectural and Engineering Services, 2000 to 2020. In these podcasts, you'll hear from students from across GSAP who worked on the A&E System project in its various stages. From early case study research to learning to use public databases, To the development and writing of the publication. In their conversations, they discuss their unique disciplinary perspectives, the role of the built environment in relation to climate change and government, and the ways that this research has shaped how they're moving forward as professionals. My name is Emma MacDonald. I'm a graduate of the Critical Curatorial and Conceptual Practices in Architecture program at GSAC, and these days I'm primarily working in arts and architecture, writing and exhibition curation.
1: My name is Eddie Almonte. I was part of the master's in urban planning program, graduated in 2019 uh, in GSAP. And right now I am a urban planner for the city of New York. I work for the department of housing preservation and development.
0: Well, my program at GSAP, CCCP, already took a very expansive view of how to define architecture and what kind of fields get included when we talk about it. I think that while I had the chance to work with the Buell Center on the Power Infrastructure in America project and any research more specifically, I think that the really expansive kind of definition of infrastructure and of architecture and engineering that the center took to really include politics governance building individual experiences into this research on these topics has kind of continued to seem more important to me as time has gone on since this research i think especially as you know architecture schools and architecture practice think about changes to make towards practices that are less harmful to the planet i think this very broad scope of what gets included in this sort of work in architecture seems Super important.
1: I think for me, the aspect that I learned from, I was also part of the AE initiative under the power and infrastructure sort of wider scope of things. For me, as I was looking at like the policy implementation perspective, I think I was a little naive and surprised at how major infrastructure projects are essentially glorified public private partnerships with little government oversight. And Maybe it was just the idealistic way that maybe urban planners kind of see government and how quote unquote private projects and services are meant to serve the general public. And I think what happens when these sort of corporate systems led by white supremacist culture are in charge is that black and brown systems of social infrastructure are uprooted and displaced. And that kind of made me really question what public means or what it is and how for a long time for such a specific part of the history of this country public wasn't for all and i think that kind of was sort of like the biggest thing i've learned from this initiative
0: i guess one thing that sort of builds off of what eddie was just saying is also kind of maybe a larger a larger fact in the vein of what we were just talking about but One thing that was really kind of eye opening to me and that has stuck with me in research since is specifically the green certification processes for these projects. And I just saw the Buell Center shared an interesting article about this, specifically in the context of green building in Denmark and the outsourcing of pollution that takes place for buildings that will be opened with all of these kind of environmentally focused certifications and accolades. But the process of building them actually is not aligned at all with those kind of goals and values. And I remember just similarly to Eddie describing the kind of rethinking of what a public project really means and who that's really for. I remember reading specifically about This one large architecture and engineering firm who would receive, maybe it wasn't LEED certification, but something like that, um, some sort of climate-friendly stamp of approval for a mine or like something. There were all of these kind of discrepancies between internal and external emissions and statistics. To me, that was a kind of fact or process that really stood out to me in kind of reconsidering when you're reading these descriptions of projects such as those to kind of question what that's really coming from.
1: One thing that sort of struck me in the research that I did for the Flint water crisis, I was kind of surprised in learning how the use of emergency powers were so sort of like precarious and can be easily mended to include political agendas in some ways and how those powers vary by state. And this is probably very obvious for like how local government works and how it differs from local and state law. And it's probably very different here from New York State, but in Michigan State, the way that someone can implement emergency powers is so easy. And the powers that are granted to whatever manager is appointed at that point is, they just have a full suite of anything they can do, including making water go through lead pipes that poison people that lived in Flint. And that was just like a fact for me that I was just kind of mind blown about. I think that this work has very much informed how I see housing as infrastructure. And as folks from this cohort and from you know from GSAP, we all can agree that housing is part of infrastructure. And as someone that's working in city government, in working in housing development and community planning, and understanding how investment as housing needs to come in this equity lens and acknowledging the history that we have in this country that infrastructure and public services has not served all of the public has very much informed the way that I approach my work. One example that I can think of is I do a lot of work in coastal communities in the city and the way that we are sort of facilitating housing development and bringing in new housing, but also preserving Existing housing in for the Rockaways, for example. And there's a huge Army Corps project that's coming into the Rockaways that is creating a flood protection feature on the bay side of the Rockaways, facing Jamaica Bay and also Rockaway Beach. And there is obviously a huge like planning initiative that we're bringing in engagement for folks that are living in these neighborhoods that are going to be affected by this flood protection feature. But one sort of perspective that I'm trying to understand more is that in creating these physical systems of infrastructure, how are we also facilitating systems of soft infrastructure and social infrastructure? And how are we facilitating sort of local agency and collective decision-making within these sort of larger things that are happening within a neighborhood, especially for a coastal community. And I'm happy to say that we've, been exploring that, and we're looking at community land trust models in these neighborhoods and creating a social infrastructure that responds socially to climate risks and be adaptable and resilient, not only in a physical manner, but in the way that we engage with our neighbors and when thinking about a climate disaster. I feel like that has very much been informed from the research we're doing with the Power and Infrastructure Initiative.
0: That's so. Exciting to hear about and interesting to hear about being able, finding ways to take that approach in work that you're doing now. I was think also thinking about Buell Research when reading um, a Twitter topic that was going around a few weeks ago about how everything is infrastructure and how healthcare is infrastructure, food systems are infrastructure. And I, I think that your description of applying that and it being that kind of connection to field work is also something that has really stuck with me. As for the work that I've been doing more recently and since graduating from GSAP, I would say one thing that comes to mind, aside from just wanting to continue research and writing on these topics in that side of my work and really thinking about how we considered how this work would be presented in a way that would be really legible and really get all this this work across in the best way the other thing that comes to mind is in working in exhibition i have also thought back to this way of thinking about building green infrastructure and its different statistics and internal versus external the way i was describing as something as kind of something that i learned through any research and i think that there's so much whether it be in the art world or in the architecture world exhibition work that really tackles environmental concerns and looks into these topics whether in abstract or direct ways but then goes on to like throw the material in the trash or like make temporary models out of styrofoam or you know, that is is really doing important work in its subject and in its, you know, quote unquote, public facing aims, but in its internal practices, either hasn't been able to, or hasn't realized taking that approach internally is just as if not more important. And so working in architectural exhibition, that's something that I've become really interested in and have been trying to kind of seek out and apply as much as I can, which there's plenty of opportunities to do so.
1: That's so funny. I before life at GSAP, I was working for a private art collection that I have worked with a lot with exhibition planning and with curators. And it's insane for me how that world is so incredibly wasteful in terms of material and how much we produce with not only logistics of like planning for a type of an exhibition, but like the way that we're thinking about how this could be more of a circular economy. And I, I'm curious to hear a lot from, from your experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is something that I've been able to address working on independent projects and on kind of smaller installation. This summer, I organized a room that was part of Nada House, which is an exhibition on Governor's Island. In choosing the, the works that I included and, considering where they would go next and the materials that were part of the space. These kinds of questions were how I structured thinking about realizing the project. But I would say it's also something that I'm still kind of seeking out in terms of other work to be part of, for sure.